Hey there, this is Gregory Williams, and I'm the senior pastor of Transform Church. Welcome to our podcast. I hope the following presentation really inspires you to deepen your faith walk and encourages you along your journey. Enjoy the message. Good morning. Welcome to Transform Church, everybody. Who's excited this morning? I know I'm excited this morning. Thank you, team. Thank you. Can we give our awesome worship team a big round of applause, please? I'm proud of that. I'm proud of being part of that. That's amazing. Thank you. Well, just a little bit about myself. My name is Tom Bekay, and I am the youth ministry leader here at Transform Church, which our youth is called Catalyst Youth. For those of you, Catalyst Youth, are you here? Woohoo! Yes. And it's such an amazing honor to lead these amazing and passionate youth. They're amazing. I kid you not. They come from different backgrounds and different walks of life and different families. You know, some rougher than others. But you know what? When they come here, they have an amazing time. You know, they forget about all that stuff and they just care about Jesus, which is so awesome to see here at Catalyst Youth. Uh, Before I get started, I just want to honor our senior pastors, our lead pastors, Pastor Gregory and Chanel. Um, you know what? Let me tell you something. My whole life, I have been blessed by these amazing people. You know what? You know, my legacy is different. My life is different. And Pastor Gregory and Chanel, Mama Chanel, we call her Mama Chanel. Um, thank you for your leadership. Thank you for your consistency. You know, the, the Transformed Church won't be here without you. Thank you so, so much, Mom. Thank you so much, Pastor Gregory. Thank you for your leadership. Thank you for giving me the privilege to stand up here and share a word this morning. It's going to be awesome. I'm excited for the word. I'm I'm a bit nervous, but bear with me, please. You know, I'm going to share with you a message. And it's it's an incredible honor to really stand up here today. And I want to share with you a, a message that has the potential to redirect our lives this morning. Is that okay? Yeah? It has the potential to radically redirect your life and change the game for you like it changed the game for me. And you know what? There's been many times in our life, in my life especially, where I felt all alone, where I felt I was by myself. Through the battles in my life, through the challenges of my life, it was just me. How many times, how many many of us have been there? You know, and if we're honest this morning, some of the hardest moments in our lives were moments where you felt isolated. Is that true? Yeah? Where you felt like it was just you and there was nobody else. And maybe you're going through something this morning. And maybe you're going through it alone. You know, maybe, you know, this morning when I said, you know, hey, high five somebody. And you're like, you know, everybody else was giving air high fives. And you just have your hand up like you're waiting for someone to give you an air high five. And then you just do that like an awkward and then you just sit down awkwardly. Maybe if that's you this morning, right? Maybe you're surrounded by all these amazing people, these tons of people, but you still feel alone. If that's you this morning. And you see, God's desire for you, and it, this is God's desire for all of us, His greatest plan, His greatest purpose. You ready? Is that you never stand alone. Can we get that up, please? You never stand alone. Turn to the person next to you and say, never stand alone. Never stand alone. That's what God wants for us. That we never stand alone. But you know what? Every day in our lives, we choose to do it ourselves. We choose to do it ourselves. 
You see, he created us with this desire to be connected. And I want you to catch on that this morning. He created us, this, he, he, it was his desire to get us connected. Connected. In fact, this is our thought for today, and this is going to be my message title this morning. If you're writing this down, let's put it up. It says this, we're created for connection, but we drift towards isolation. We're created for connection, but we drift towards isolation. It's so common. It's so common in our lives right now. You know, you look at your life right now. It's God has created us to have a connection with him and each other. But for us, it's so easy to drift towards isolation, to do things by ourselves, to, 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 to handle it by myself. If that's you this morning, I want to speak to you this morning. I want to speak to you. And if you are new here today, welcome to Transform Church. Welcome home. I want to welcome each and every one of you. And I want to, t- I want to tell you this. I know that, and I want you to know that you are part of this church. And I'm going to tell you the reason why in a second. That you belong here at Transform Church. This is why. See, God is building his church. Yeah, if you didn't know that, God is constantly building its, its church. It's you, it's me, it's together. And Paul says it this way in Ephesians, for you uh, new people. Paul says it this way, in Ephesians, you are no longer strangers or outsiders, right? You belong here. And if you're here for the first time, I want you to know that you belong here at Transformed Church, in this amazing church. Why? This is a place where your background doesn't matter. Where the color of your skin doesn't matter. Where your past doesn't matter. Where the magnitude of your sin doesn't matter. Welcome home. Welcome home. And I want you to know, welcome home. See, God is building a home. He's not just building a house. He's building a home. See, it's hard to build. uh, It's easy to, to, to build a house, but it's really hard to build a home. Isn't it? You know, have you ever walked into your, to, uh, to a friend's house that you've just met that they've just, you know, asked you to, to come over one, for the first time and you walk in? It's just a house, right? Because it's the first time you've ever been there. But a home is something you feel in here. When you go home to your family, when you go home to see your kids or your wife or your husband, you feel at home, don't you? You feel at home. That's what a home is. And God is constantly building a home for us. He's using you. He's using me. He's using us. Brick by brick, stone by stone. I'm a stone. See, I'm a stone. You are a stone. And he's using each and every one of us to build his house, his home. He's putting us together and he's building his church stone by stone. We're created for connection, but we drift towards isolation. Social media. Who's on social media? Just a show raise, raise your hand if you're on social media. Yeah, okay, you can, you can lie to me if you'd like, it's okay. Um, maybe 80% of you, maybe 80% of you are social media. But have you ever been one of these people where you post a picture, right? You're on holidays, you post a picture on Instagram, you post a picture of your hairy legs, for example, and you're like, hashtag all natural, hashtag holidays, hashtag beach. Right? You post something, kind of that photo, and then you check every two minutes how many likes you got. And then you check who liked it and who hit the hot button. If that's you this morning, I, I, I got I to gotta be honest with you, that's me sometimes. 
Why? Why do we do this? Why do we check every two minutes? Why do we check who hit the heart button or liked our photo? Why? Because we're longing for a connection with people. We're constantly longing whether we know it or not. We want to share our lives with others, right? Yet social media drives us towards isolation. But see, I love, what, this is what I love about social media. Social media was the strongest part of our church when it was quarantine time. You know, social media drove us to reach people outside of this community, you know, all over the world. And social media is a great tool, but sometimes it drives us to isolation. Because what happens when you see somebody's highlight reel or story on Facebook or Instagram or something, right? You look at it and you're like, oh, man, you get, you get into these feelings of like maybe jealousy, maybe envy, and you're like, why wasn't I invited? Is that you? Yeah? I've had that happen to me so many times. And it drives us into these emotions, these feelings in our lives. But see, here's the thing. As Christ followers, we're called to fight the drift. We're called to fight the drift towards isolation. And we're going to fight the drift. See, when you fight the drift, you begin to live the life that God wants you to live. We're made for connection, but we drift towards isolation. And this is a fight worth fighting. This is a battle worth fighting. This is a fight that you fight, that we fight together. We do not fight alone, but we fight together. I want you guys to really catch on to that. We fight together, which we'll unload in a second. We fight together and we fight with God. And here are three ways. And if you're writing things down, here are three ways we fight the drift. A drift to isolation. A couple of thoughts that I have for you. And if you're writing this down, write this down for me. Number one, first step or first thing. Number one, remember the faithfulness of God. Remember the faithfulness of God. Everybody needs God. See, the most important connection we can have in our lives the most important thing is our connection with God, right? It's to have a relationship with God when you surrender your life to Jesus and say, Lord, you are mine and I am yours. You enter into a relationship and that's the most important connection you're supposed to have. When you walk with God, guess what? He walks with you. In life, you're going to face so many trials, so many situations, so many challenges and you need somebody. And God is waiting there and you're like, you know what, son, daughter, I want to hold your hand through these trials, through this battle. And God walks with you through every situation. God promises to never leave you. When you're in the valley of the shadow of death, he promises to lead you and be with you, to walk with you and to never leave you. You know, and that's how we fight the drift. We, we stop sometimes and say, I gotta remember God's faithfulness in this one. I gotta remember God's faithfulness in this one. And an awesome scripture that reminds us this, and it and this comes from Joshua chapter four. If you guys want to read that with me. The scripture tells us in Joshua about the Israelites, right? And quick rundown, quick story. The, the these are God's people. The Israelites are God's people, and the Israelites were delivered from Egypt, right? They were in bondage, they were in slavery. And God delivered the Israelites to Egypt, right? And God was like, you know what? I'm going to promise you a land. I'm going to promise you a land. 
And it's a land filled with milk and honey. You don't have to think about slavery. You don't have to think about all the stuff that you went through. I'm going to promise you an awesome land. So these are the Israelites. They went after this promise. Right? They went after this promise. But because of their disobedience, because of their stubbornness, they were wandering through the desert for 40 years. 40 years. Instead of a trip that would take them, uh, historians say, 11 to 14, 14 days, it took them 40 years because of their disobedience, because of their stubbornness, right? So this is such a big deal right now. This is such a big deal. They stand at the banks of the Jordan River, and all they got to do now is just, this is after 40 years, they stand at the banks, and all they got to do now is just walk through the Jordan River. They're all, that's all they got to do, right? And just across the river is the promised land, Milk and honey. That's all they got to do. This is a big day. This is a special day. 40 years, lots of people have passed away. Their, their moms, their dads, you know, that have passed away already. And this is 40 years later. And all they got to do is just walk, right? And this is a special day. So God was like, this is God. He says this to Joshua. Here's what I want you to do, Joshua, before you, before you cross. I want you to take 12 stones out of the river, right? And I want you to set up and I want you to make a memorial for me, right? To remember my faithfulness. To remember that I have delivered you from the hands of Pharaoh. That I have delivered you, that I have walked with you through those 40 years of stubbornness, of disobedience. I want you to set these 12 stones as a memorial. And, you're, and Joshua was probably sit, like thinking and sitting down and he's like, why are we going to do that? These stones are heavy, man, right? But he says this to Joshua, I'm the God that set you free. Remember my faithfulness. And if we can put it up here, team, um, Joshua chapter 4, verse 21, it says this. Then Joshua said that it, to the Israelites, in the future, your children will ask, what do these stones mean? Then you can tell them, this is where the Israelites crossed the Jordan on dry ground. See, God is a faithful God. God is an amazing God. He always provides a way for us. He is faithful. And there are so many of us right now that you have a complicated past. You know, a past that you wouldn't even dare to tell anybody because of how complicated, how severe it is. Because we think that it makes us look bad. But I think that everybody can agree that our past here now serves kind of like those stones. I want you to catch on to this. A reminder that a memorial, and a memorial that God has never left us or forsaken us. That through the battles, through all the pains that we went through in our past, through that complicated past, God is still faithful. You see, you are a stone. Your life is a testimony. Your life is a powerful story. Don't ever neglect your past. Don't ever put it on a shelf and say, you know what, I'm just going to forget about it. God uses that as a stone, as a memorial to say, I have brought you out of this. And I am faithful. And many of you here have that past. But see, God is building his church. Stone by stone, brick by brick, he is building this home, this church. And as we heard last week from my sister Anna, you know, who preached about that the church is not about in this building. We need to get out of this building and be the church. 
You know, we're building this church. We're building, church is not about the building. Church is not this four walls. Church is you. We're building you. We're building each other. And that's why we never stand alone. We're building each other. The word says that iron sharpens iron and calls, call, call, deep calls unto deep. That's what we are. We never stand alone. It's you and me together. He created us for connection, but we drift towards isolation. We drift towards isolation. And I want to stop right now for a second because I recognize that there are many people who when you think about these stones, you think, man, you know, Tom said it's great. You know, that that was a memorial to remember God's faithfulness. But the truth is sometimes it's hard to remember God's faithfulness in these storms. In fact, we talked about the stones being a memorial. But right now, I know that there are some of you that are carrying these stones in your life. Painful moments where you look, where you feel like God wasn't faithful. Where God wasn't there. Where you look back and really wonder, God, I needed you at that point in my life. Where were you? Is that true? I can say that over my life right now. Where I think back and say, you know what? I've questioned the fact that, God, where were you in that part of my life? And you carry this heavy load, you carry this pain. And maybe it's the girl that broke your heart that you thought that you were going to marry and you're going to spend the rest of your life with, right? And you're thinking to yourself, God, where were you in that situation? I thought that she was the one for me. What happened? Where were you? Perhaps it's that job that you were waiting on, that you knew that you, when you get this job, it's going to help your family, It's going to help your friends. You're finally going to have a career. But you don't get it and you question to yourself and you question God. Lord, where were you? I needed that. You knew that I needed that. And it's so hard to remember God's faithfulness. Why weren't you faithful, Lord? Maybe it's somebody that you trusted that abused you and that scarred you for life. And you're thinking, man, thinking about it now. God, why weren't you there? That sucked. Why weren't you there? And if that's you this morning, I want to speak to you. I want to speak to you. Because yes, it is hard to see God's faithfulness sometimes. It's hard. But when it happens, this is what you do. It's so hard to, to, to remember God's faithfulness. But number two, if you're writing this down, this is what you can do. You rely on God's people. You rely on God's people, right? You see, all of us, and as I said before, all of us need somebody. We all need someone. I know that sounds cliche, but somebody has to hear that this morning. We all need somebody. You know, never go through trials and battles alone. It's never, ever, gonna, it's never, ever going to be uh, a blessing, to stand alone. You know why? Because have you ever seen a lion hunt? No? Have you guys seen? Let me explain how a lion hunts. A lion, lions hunt in a pride. So it's a pack, like a, like a group of lions, right? And what they do is they see a, a uh, is it a group? A herd of zebras. I think that's the right word for it. Herd of zebras. And what they do is they scout, right? And then they kind of surprises them, and then they kind of leave them in a panic. And then what they do is they single out the weakest, the most vulnerable, 
and the, the one that's alone and isolated. And that's what the lion does. And that's what the devil does sometimes. That's why when he attacks, he attacks, he attacks us when we're by ourselves, when we're going through things alone. That's how a lion hunts. And that's how the devil hunts as well. Right? So you rely on God's people. You rely on God's people. You can rely on me. Honestly, you can rely on me. You rely on God's people and I can rely on you. I'm trying to find where I am. <laughs> you know? See, everybody needs somebody. You need somebody that won't judge you, but has good judgment. There's a difference. All right? You need somebody that won't judge you, but has good judgment. Don't be scared of people telling you that that person is not good for you. Right? Because that person is probably has good judgment. And I, this is what I trust Mama Chanel and Pastor Gregory. You know? Beware of these guys. Beware of these, these people here. Be careful who you let into your life. Because we all need somebody to vent to. Right? We all need somebody to... A, cry, a shoulder to cry on. We need somebody, right? But the most important thing is you need somebody that won't judge you, but someone that has good judgment. See, it's not about just having people in your life. You can have millions of people in your life, but they're not. But if not, if they're not the right people, then what's the point, right? You need to have people in your life, but not just people. But you need to have the right people in your life today. And this is what happens. The difference between where you are right now and where you need to be and God wants you to be is having the right people in your life. Let me repeat that again. The difference between where you are today and where God wants you to be depends on the people that you have in your life right now. And this is what the right people will do in your life. They'll make you remember God's faithfulness when you're struggling to remember it. You know, we know that it's hard to remember, but see, people will speak, in, the right people will speak into your life and say, remember when he took you out of that situation? Remember when God was there, when you were crying your heart out? That's what the right people has done for me personally. I had a guy come to me one time and says this um, at youth, and Tom, he's like, Tom, man, I need to speak to you. I'm struggling right now. You know, my confidence my self-esteem has really took a hit you during this quarantine, you know. And I'm ready. I'm ready to let go. I'm ready to be confident. I'm ready to love myself again, right? And I'm like, all right, bro, let's do it. Let's do it. How can I help you? How can I help you, you know, be confident again? Tell me about the friends that you have in your life. And this is high school kid, right? Tell me about the friends that you have in your life. Well, man, I got friends from high school, and, you know, we hang out a lot. We, 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 we you know, we play basketball, we play sports together. Um, but they're like, you know, alpha males. You know what alpha males are? Basically, there's like high, big personalities, um, kind of peeps. And he's like, oh, they're alpha males, and they, they make fun of me a lot, and, uh, you know, they do all this stuff. And I'm like, um, okay, I think we found a problem in my head, Right? And I'm like, look, are they godly men? Do they go, you know, they, do they go to church or do they, you know, do they hang out here at church or somewhere, somewhere, somewhere else? Like, are they Christ followers? And he's like, well, not really. They make fun of me a lot and they, they kind of, you know, 
They, they, they make me feel small and they make me feel crap about myself. But they're my high school friends. It's okay. We're good. They're my bros. Right? And I'm like, whoa, you need to step back right now because we found a problem. See, the, you need the right people to speak to you. Not just people to speak to you, but the right people to speak to you. And some of you here right now, you just need to hear this, that there's a relationship that you need to let go. I'm sorry. There's a relationship that you need to let go. You need to hit that block button. You need to hit that unfollow button. You need the right people in your life. In fact, Proverbs says it this way. The words of the wise are like weapons of knowledge. If you need wise counsel, this is what it says. Stay away from the fool. Like your mom has been telling you, stay away from him. He's no good. He's not a Boaz. He's a broke has. Am I about to say that? No, I'm saying. You need the right people in your life. And you might be ready to say, okay, I'm ready. I need the right people in my life. Let's go. How do I find the right people? And there are three ways that you can find them. Here we go. You ready? Yeah? And if you're part of this church, these are three ways that you could find the right people in your life. The first one, start serving. Start serving here at Transform Church. You know why? It's very simple. You just need to get around people that are walking in the same direction as you, not on the opposite side. You need people that has the same vision, the same passion, the same love, and the same zeal that you do. And I promise you, you will find lifelong friends. You know why? You know why I say that? It's because I have lifelong friends here at church that we've been many friends, many years. And they're my lifelong friends because I started serving with them. And I can personally say that. Number two, join one of our life groups. This is how you find the right people in your life. Join one of our life groups. And this is what happens, right? In a life group, we encourage people. We talk about the word. We catch up. And, what's the most, uh, and, and we listen to each other. And one of the most important things and what I love the most is there's food involved. Right? I love food. I love food, man. You know? That's what happens in our life groups. And you see people that are being encouraged. You see people that are growing with you together. You know? You need to rely on God's people. And if you're like this person where, you know what, I'm serving, check. I'm in a life group, check. This is number three. This is the third way, right? You're not honest with your troubles, Let me unpack that for a second. You're not getting real with your problems. You pretend like you've got it all together. You pretend like, you know, I've got the the most expensive suit in the house today. I'm wearing the right perfume. I'm wearing the right amount of makeup, right? And today is the day you just need to get real with your problems. And today is that day. Today is the day you take a step. You got to find your people. You see, I promise you that if you do this, you take one of these steps, you just take one if you need to, okay? I promise you, you're going to look back and you're going to say, you know, God, thank you for putting that stone right there. A memory, a remembrance of your stone, of your faithfulness in my life through these people. Because I relied on people. Because I grew with people. See, we're created for connection. That's what we're created for. But we drift towards isolation. So number one, we remember the faithfulness of God. Number two, rely on God's people. And number three, this is number three. 
Release the power of your story. Release the power of your story. If you didn't know this, that your story has power in it. Your life is a testimony. Everybody needs God. Everybody needs somebody. But somebody needs you this morning. Somebody needs you. You see, you're not just another stone. You're just not, you're not just another brick because you have a story and your story has power. There's a powerful story in the Word and it's a story of David and Goliath. Have you ever heard of it? Yeah? Most of us have probably heard it. Let me just quickly run it down. Right? Goliath. Mighty warrior, he's a giant, he's a beast, right? He's a crazy guy. Comes up, he defies God's people, right? He defies the one true living God as well. And he challenges the army of Israel to fight. And nobody in the Israel army wants to fight him. So David shows up, right? And he's this young shepherd boy. He's like, I'm ready. And this is what I love about David is that because it doesn't matter how old you are, doesn't matter how young you are, you have a story. Youth, if you're listening this morning, you have a story. Your story has power. Kids, if you're listening this morning, your story has power. Your story can change someone's life, right? And so David shows up and he's like, you know what? I'm ready. I'm ready to fight this guy. Let's go. I'll take him on. And he shows up, and what does he do? He picks up five smooth tones from the river, puts it in his slouch, his shepherd's bag, right? And he takes one of these stones, he, put his, he puts it in a sling, right? And he launches it, and he hits Goliath right in head. Goliath goes down, David walks over to Goliath, beheads this giant, right? Declares victory over the enemy of the people. But you know what I love about this? This is what I love about it. That Goliath wasn't David's personal giant. He wasn't defying David. He was defying, defying David's people. He was defying David's God. Right? You see, when you're my people, which you are, your giant becomes my giant. Can I get an amen? Your battle becomes my battle. Your breakthroughs become my breakthroughs because you're my people. And come on, somebody, your story has power. Your story has, you know, impact in this world. And here's what I need you to remember. Those moments in your life that were so painful, those moments in your life that hurt so much deeply, you know, I want you to have a look at this picture for a second. You know, when a rock falls into a river, it's sharp, right? It's got sharp edges, and it's jagged. And as it rolls through the river, other rocks would start to kind of smash into these rocks, right? This rock. And those rocks would chip away at it. And at some point, it might fall over a waterfall and then land at the bed of the river. And then the flow of the river, the water, would, and, the, and the flow of the sand would act as sandpaper. And what they would do is they would smooth out these stones. And that's how you get these smooth stones, Right? And if you think about it, that's kind of like those painful memories that we have. All those jagged moments in your life that have been washed by the grace of Jesus becomes a testimony, becomes a stone that takes down giants, not just in your life, but in my life. Because your giant becomes my giant, right? It becomes a powerful tool. And that divorce that almost broke you becomes a tool in your life. That addiction that almost took you out becomes a tool in your life that's something that you can use for somebody else's life. 
that abandonment that you felt? You know, your parents left you and you even now as your adults, you're asking to yourself, why didn't they want me? That becomes a tool in your life to fight someone else's giant as well with them. That becomes part of your story. That becomes a tool in your bag. You see, your story has power. And perhaps your story could be the stone that takes down someone else's giant. I'm going to invite the, the, the music team back up here on the, on the platform. Um, you know, I remember when I was a, a young leader, you know, I was this young leader. I was 17. I was maybe 18 years old. I was, maybe, I was really young, right? And I had to lead a team and I had no prior experience. You know, who's ever been in that, you know, in that situation before where you're like gave, given an assignment that you have no experience at all, you have no information how to do, right? That was me. I was a 17-year-old kid, and I was in this new environment for me, and everything was new. So now, you know, we're preparing. We're doing our usual business, and we were preparing, right? And then... Suddenly, there's this a part of our team member just suddenly bursted out in anger. This person just went all out. She started yelling, started cussing me out, right? About a decision, I don't even remember anymore about a decision or something that I might have said, you know? They become unhappy with the decisions that I did. And this person started yelling at me for no apparent reason, right? And this is me, this is 17-year-old kid, Soaking it all up, and I'm just standing there. I'm like, oh, man. Right? And obviously, it hurt. And some of our older members tried to hold this person back, right? Tried to calm her down. And I had to just step out for a bit. And as I stepped out, tears just rolled down in my face. And I'm like, why, Lord, why? You knew this was my first time. Why is this happening to me? Right? And so I was just crying and crying and crying, asking myself, you know, why? And I was hurt because I had something to prove. I wanted to prove myself as capable and adequate, but it just blew up in my face, right? So I just walked out a bit, downtrodden, and I, you know, I began to feel pain in my chest. And so I reached for my phone. I reached for my phone, and I was like, I got to call Pastor G. Bear in mind, I was like, you know, bawling my eyes out, Right? I got a call Pastor G. I was like, Pastor, you know, this happened and all this stuff. You know, you could, and I was, I was just bawling my eyes out for like a good 20 minutes straight. Right? And I was just telling them what I was going through, the pain that I was feeling and the doubt that I was feeling. And I explained to him what happened. And I was hurt. So finally, after like 20 minutes of me just unloading into Pastor Gregory, this is what he said. And this is what he replied. I'm not going to go into the details, but he shared a powerful story of something similar that happened to him, that he went through. And I'll never forget these words. He says this to me. Tom, I have been, Tomo, that's what he used to call me. Tomo, I have been through the exact same thing. And God brought me here to tell you that it's going to be okay. You're going to be okay. That your team is going to be okay. Your future is going to be okay. That God will never leave you and he's with you today. And that moment redirected my life to this day. That moment, because someone shared their powerful story to me that changed the giant in my life at that moment. Because the power of your story changes and it becomes a tool. It becomes a stone to take someone else's giant. At that moment, it redirected my life. 
And here's the thing, perhaps later I can release the power of my story to take the giant in your life. Maybe the pain that you've gone through is not in vain. It's not just something that happens in your life. Maybe God can use it. You see, when you walk with God and you walk with His people, what does He do? He brings you opportunities to use your story to release the power of your story to change someone's life. To make someone remember God's faithfulness. To make sure that people are relying on God's people. That's what it is. And maybe the pain wasn't in vain and today you need to know and you need to know that somebody just needs to hear that God's not done with you yet. That he's got a great plan for your life and he can take the pain and he can redeem it. He can reuse it for the use of his glory and his power. And here's the thing, he's bringing us together. He's bringing us together. We're created for connection, right? We're created for connection. He's building his church stone by stone. And perhaps today you'll remember the faithfulness of God. And you rely on his people. And you release the power of his story. And when you do that, you will never walk alone. Come on, if you're ready to let go, come on, would you just stand to your feet this morning? If you're ready to let go this morning, would you just raise your hand with me? Come on, somebody. If you're ready to remember God's faithfulness, if you're ready to rely on God's people, if you're ready to see a breakthrough in your life, come on, would you just raise up your voice with me? Come on, if you're ready to see a victory in your life this morning, are you ready to see a breakthrough? Are you ready to see a victory this morning? Come on, the team is going to sing together and I want you all to raise up your voice with us together. Let's sing it out. Hallelujah. Are you ready to worship? Yeah? I'm so ready. Hello again. And thank you so much for listening. I really hope that message has encouraged you. Would you please take a moment to subscribe to this podcast and leave us a review? This really helps others get exposed to this uplifting message. I would also love for you to share this message with a friend or someone you think would be really inspired and blessed by this. Sharing this on social media like Facebook really does help others also get this free content. I'm honored you chose to spend some of your valuable time with us. Have an amazing day.